Hello, and welcome to my brand new podcast. Today, we will be discussing the popularity of soccer in the United States, and more specifically, why soccer hasn't reached the levels of popularity that other sports in the United States have. Before we dive into some of the theories for this, I think it is important to understand a little about the history of soccer and how it became known as the world's game. So to begin, soccer has been around for a really long time. This is a game that has been developed for many, many, many years. There are records of people in China playing a variation of soccer 2,000 years ago. The Chinese use a leather ball, and the objective of the game was to kick the ball into a net that was connected to bamboo canes. Hands were the only part of the body that could not be used, so there is clearly evidence of the development of the modern game here in China. However, at the moment, the English have the credit for creating the sport. They were probably the first ones to start making rules, so for that, they get the credit. Is it fair for the Chinese? Probably not, but that's just the way it happened. What is for certain, though, is that the British were hugely important in the spread of soccer. During World War I, British soldiers were traveling all around the world, and along with them, they brought parts of their culture to places like Asia and Africa. And one of the advantages of soccer is that it can be played with just a ball. It is super easy to start a game, and you don't need a lot of money to play it. Those things led to a rapid spread of popularity in those locations. On top of this, British, British sailors would sail to South America and do the exact same thing. So by the early 1900s, almost the entire world has been exposed to soccer. Soccer didn't come to the United States until the 1920s when immigrants from European countries were coming. Since then, soccer has become much more popular and accepted in the United States, but not nearly to the levels of the rest of the world. And today, I will be discussing just why that is. I believe the most, the most significant reason for this all boils down to the American culture. I broke down the aspects of the American culture that are stunting the development of soccer. The first one is that Americans love to win. Americans love the quote, if you're not first, you're last. And when talking about sports, the popularity of the sports is largely, largely dependent on this. The three biggest sports in the United States are football, baseball, and basketball. We are really the only country that plays football, and so naturally, we are the best. Baseball, again, we are the best. And in the Olympics, the United States have won 15 of a possible 19 gold medals in basketball. The same cannot be said for soccer, though. To put it in simplest terms, our national team sucks. The soccer league here in America, the MLS, sucks. So the United States is not good at soccer, and therefore people don't want to watch it. The problem with this is that for in order to, for the United States to get good, we need the popularity to increase, but then to increase popularity, we need to be good. So as you can see, it's a tough situation, but we won't really go into the solutions for this. A side point that I think is important but haven't included in this is that this isn't our sport. Have you ever tried joining a group or a team and just couldn't fit in? That could be the situation the U.S. felt early on when, they came, when the soccer came to the States, but much later than the rest of the world. The perception of soccer that so many Americans have is also a really big reason for why soccer just hasn't taken off here in the U.S. How many times have you heard of soccer players being described as weak, soft, grass fairies, floppers? This is the perspective that has been drilled into the minds of so many Americans, even, even if they've never watched a soccer game. Kids don't want to play a game that they'll be made fun of, no matter how much they enjoy playing it. Flopping is a part of the game, unfortunately. Yes, it is very annoying, and there should be rules or consequences for it. It is what it is, though. That's about all I can say for it. 
It's frustrating to see, and I don't think anyone in the world thinks it helps the game. Anyway, in regards to being weak and soft, soccer is a much more physical sport and taxing on the body than most people think. On average, a soccer player will run about 7 miles per game, and when you compare that to basketball and football, there is a huge difference, with basketball players averaging 2.55 miles and football players averaging 1.25 miles. On top of that 7 miles, soccer players have to deal with the mental side of not getting timeouts and constantly needing to understand the positioning of yourself, your teammates, and the opponents, while also being able to adapt to any changes on the field. So while it can't match the physicality of football, it is a myth that soccer players are weak and soft, since soccer players have to be great athletes and you have a very strong mental capacity. I, I think this feeds in nicely to my last and final point, and after this point we will have a special interview with someone who has been on both sides of this. So my last point is that Americans don't quite understand or agree with the rules, and I think this is a nice way of putting it. It seems to be hard for Americans to grasp the idea that they can watch a sports game for two hours and at the end of it, there is no winner. That's just the reality of soccer though. Ties are a big part of the game and this is an idea that just isn't accepted in the United States. Soccer doesn't have a playoff system like in American sports. Soccer goes off a table where the team at the top of the table at the end of the season is the winner. So in a system like this, it is clear that ties are important. Getting one point instead of zero could be enough to make or break an entire season. The fans know this as well, and after two hours of watching their teams battle it out, depending on the situation of the teams obviously, some fans are very pleased to see their team come out of the game with a tie. Ties just really haven't been accepted in the United States, and another concept that just isn't accepted is the amount of goals that are scored. In the NBA, teams score on average 100 plus points a game. In the NFL, 21 points are scored on average. In the MLB, 5 runs are scored on average. How does soccer compare to this? In England's top league, the most common score is 1-0. In the second most common score, 2-1. What's the most common score at halftime? 0-0. So there's definitely some truth behind the idea that soccer is a low-scoring game. And when comparing soccer scores to American scores, it is clear to see why the lack of goals is perceived as a boring game. One last rule that I believe makes it hard for Americans to like soccer is the offside rule. It is a rule that will continue to frustrate soccer lovers and soccer haters, but one that is so vital to the game. It is a rule that not many Americans would be able to explain unless you have watched soccer a lot. The official definition, according to FIFA, the organization that oversees all of soccer is when a player is nearer to his opponent's goal line than both the ball and the second last opponent. If you didn't understand it before, you certainly won't understand it now. It can be very frustrating to watch a, sports, to watch a sport when you don't understand why things are happening and offside creates the frustration to soccer to Americans watching soccer. And now I would like to introduce Caitlin. She grew up in your typical American house with sports always on the TV. Those sports being football, baseball, basketball, golf, and even curling at times. Soccer was never one of them. So I ask you, what was your perspective of soccer growing up? Uh, soccer was never a sport that I thought very highly of. I thought of it basically how you, how you just described it. Soccer players are weak, it's boring to watch, it's not fun to play. Even though I'd never actually watched a game before, just from what I heard from friends and family, I never thought good things of it. 
And from my understanding, you do like soccer now, right? Yeah, that's right. So what changed? Well, I gave soccer a chance. I'd always had some friends who played soccer and enjoyed it. So one day, I was watching TV, scrolling through the channels, and I came across a soccer game that was on, and I decided to watch it and see. I had no good expectations. I was ready to laugh at it and watch about five minutes before I got bored. Well, I reached those five minutes and realized I actually wasn't too bored, and I hadn't found anything to laugh at. I ended up finishing the game. I watched the last 30-ish minutes, and it ended 2-0. What I found was that it actually wasn't too bad, and I found myself watching more and more games, and here I am. Soccer is now one of my favorite sports, and that is after living my whole life and not caring at all about soccer. I never thought that would happen. Thank you for sharing that story with us today, Caitlin. Well, that is the end of the podcast for today. Thank you everyone for listening, and I will talk to you all later.